Welcome to Yoga Wisdom. Questions about how to live your yoga in daily life answered by Integral Yoga founder Sri Swami Sachidananda. A selfish person can never be happy. So if you ever complain that you are unhappy, you are disturbed, you are this, worried, anxious, jealous, this, that, you are selfish, that's all. And what do you mean by selfish? You do things expecting somebody to return. You want things to happen for you. I won't do it if I don't get it. That's selfish action. Instead, I'm doing it for the benefit of others. I don't mind whether I get it or not. I don't even expect a thank you. I'm here to serve others. I'm doing it. It's a joy in doing. I enjoy doing that. I don't look for the reward. If you could change our life like that, don't ever do anything for the sake of yourself. Oh, then how can I take care of myself? You don't need to worry about that. You have already taken care of yourself by not being selfish. By being selfish, you are ruining yourself. Let's just remember this one truth. A selfish man can never be happy, never be peaceful. If you want, you can just go sit back and think. Every time you have some problem, look back and say, Am I selfish in that? Did I expect something in return? In thinking, in doing? The answer will be always in us. Don't try to blame others for that. You find the answer within. What did I do wrong? Oh, I was looking for it. Whether it be a relationship between husband and wife, or friend and friend, or father and son, we always expect things to come back. Renounce that selfish expectation. This teaching is necessary only for the human beings. All other things are unselfish in their life. Look at all these things. Ask the rose, why are you sitting there? you have any particular reason? I don't know. I have no reason. I have grown for that. I meet to sit here, I am happy. Do you think that the Swami will be happy by your being there? I don't know. He doesn't even look at me. Oh, are you unhappy because he didn't look at me? That's none of my business. If he didn't look at me, he is going to miss my beauty. What do I miss? But now he is talking about you. Are you happy jumping? No, it doesn't matter. I am the same still. 
whether you get recognition or not, you are you. Just be there. Don't look for the reward. Don't act to experience, to enjoy the fruit of your action. That is the beautiful saying, the very first commandment or advice if you want to call it. By God to the very first man. Is it not so? God created Adam. And Adam saw the fruit. I don't know where he saw it or God showed it to him. I think God must have showed it. God, that's the fruit. Oh yeah, why is that the fruit? What do people do? Well, people eat. Can I eat? No. That's forbidden. Do not eat the fruit. Adam didn't hear that advice. But the tree heard it. What Adam didn't take, the tree took it. That's why even today, no tree eats its own fruit. It gives all its fruit to others. Yeah, you ask an apple. An apple tree. How many fruits did you bring? Oh, several hundreds. How many did you eat? What do you mean by that? Do you think I am a human being? I am not supposed to eat my fruit. How do you know that? Well, God told. He didn't tell you. No, but God told the man, I had it. <laughs> if it is good for him, it should be good for me too. It may be sort of, sometimes a meaningless story. Simply we say, oh God, Adam violated God's commandment. But we should go a little deep in it. Why should God show the tree, show the fruit, and then ask him not to eat. What's the reason? If we show a chocolate bar in your refrigerator to your little boy and ask him not to eat, what would he do? He'll be sitting in front of the refrigerator and meditating it until you go out of the house. So what is the purpose? Because God probably clearly told Adam that was not recorded in the Bible. Adam, do you know that I created you in my own image? Yes, Dad. That means you are my image. Are you sure? Yes, Dad. Do you ever feel hungry? No, Dad. Am I thirsty? No, Dad. Do I feel sleepy? No, Dad. It's not right. God is never hungry, never thirsty. Huh? Is God ever hungry? Huh? Thank God. <laughs> if he's ever hungry, nobody will bring any offering to him. Because we all know that he is not going to eat. That's why you bring all that and take back. (laughs) 
that's a little joke <laughs> but the fact is god is not a body god is the spirit the spirit is above bodily discomforts and comforts is the body that requires food and water and this and that the spirit never requires so that means god is the super spirit god created adam as his image another spirit so as such you are not hungry you are not thirsty and as i don't eat fruit because i am not hungry i am happy with myself you too don't need to eat the fruit you remember your true nature the spirit the minute you forget that you are the spirit and you identify yourself as the body then you are hungry your taste buds begin to function and then you will eat the fruit so don't put yourself in the wrong place you are the spirit that is the teaching know yourself remember who you are adam had it but why should he forget it that's another big question i don't think bible has an answer there it hasn't told clearly but i think that god created adam as an example to others if you forget your true nature and identify yourself as the body then you feel guilty in your actions look at adam what happened to him so please the followers should learn a lesson from that's how he created adam as an example to others and he wanted adam to make the mistake so that others can learn from his mistake and that's why he gave him the capacity to forget his teaching and probably that's the reason why he even called him adam excuse me if you just separate the name properly it becomes a dumb he called adam and he really proved to be a dumb he made it is god's mischief god purposely created a man told him not to do something and then he wanted to make sure that he does it so he created a snake to tempt him huh don't you agree with me <laughs> otherwise why should god create eve and the snake and huh? they should come and tempt him and what was he doing when he did that mistake he could have stopped hey didn't i tell you he could have held his hand he coolly went away somewhere it might sound like a joke but the secret is there god purposely set an example through adam to others that remember your true nature 
don't descend yourself to the physical level, then eat the fruit. That is one meaning. And we can interpret it in a different level. Come down from the spiritual level, doesn't matter even if you are a body or mind. Even if you identify yourself as a mind or body, you still should not eat fruit. There, the fruit is not the fruit of a tree. The fruit is the fruit of your action. As bodies and minds, as an ordinary human being, forget about your spirituality, doesn't matter. Think that you are the body-mind person. Even then, you can be peaceful if you stay away from eating the fruit of your action. That means be selfless. Don't act selfishly thinking of eating the fruit. Be dedicated. And the very same advice was given in every religion. Because all the scriptures belong to God. God spoke through various people various times. In Bhagavad Gita you come across the exact quote, quotation. Krishna talks to Arjuna, says, Arjuna, karmanyevadika raste ma paleshu. You are entitled to act, but not for its fruit. I am just giving you a literal translation. Ma paleshu. Palam means fruit in Sanskrit. Don't eat the fruit, but act. Same truth. And that is another secret to be here. Because if you live to eat the fruit of your action, you are going to be disturbing your mind constantly. You can never be a yogi. So the secret for yoga of yoga is to lead a dedicated life. Above selfish life. And of course, the same thing in the modern language has been interpreted as many organizations. Take for example Rotarians. Some of you might be Rotarians here. Are there any Rotarians here? No? Lions? No lions either. That's why I don't hear any roaring. Eh? Okay. I have given talks to the Rotary Clubs and Lions Clubs. Their mottos are same. Rotarians they say, service above self. That means, I am not serving for my sake, but for others. Selfless service. Yogis, lions, their motto is, we serve. Service means, always you do things for the others' sake. Labor means, you do to get something. That's business. It's not service. So, when we spend time in meditation, think how much of business you have, how much of service part you have. That is the best way to clean up our mind 
from all the junk. Because we seem to have a lot of selfish thinking in every area. Even between our love. We give love to get love. We don't get love, we don't give love anymore. And that's what you call love, love. Honey, I love you. And then the honey should turn back and darling, I love you too. If the honey doesn't say that, where will the darling be? In the lawyer's house. Asking for a divorce. What does it mean? Honey, I give you my love, you give your love to me. If you don't give your love to me, I won't give my love to you. You call that love? In my language, it's business. Yeah, you give to get. People should learn to love for the joy of loving. Don't expect anything in return. That will keep you happy always. And that's yoga. So to look into our, us, ourselves, and to find out all the rubbish that would be disturbing our body and mind is what you call practice. Meditation. You can think of your body also. Why am I having colic, stomachache? Why am I having arthritis? Is it because I didn't take bear? Question, ask yourself. Yeah, I don't know what kind of beautiful commercials we have. I'm sorry if anybody is involved in that. Huh? Sometimes it pains my heart to see those things. Huh? Some old lady, she couldn't even put her necklace on the hand. And she finds it difficult. She immediately takes two pills of bear. Huh? And then, until the party is over, he doesn't have a problem. Temporary relief. Oh, the bear. It relieves your pain temporarily. Huh? All our commercials, temporary problems. Just put it on the rug. It's all clean. <laughs> Don't worry about dirty house. Just put it on the rug. Temporarily it's all clean. You should take time to think. Why? Is it because I didn't take bears I have rheumatic problem? What caused me? Meditate on it. Oh yes. All the toxins. All the things. Uric acid. And many other toxins. That went in with my food. Got lodged here and there in the joints and junctions. They are causing me pain. They are obstructing the circulation. All the fat that I ate thickened my Blood vessels, they are not passing through. So they are straining, so the blood pressure. Then what should you do as an intelligent person? Stay away from those things and do something to eliminate that. The toxins. A little meditation on that will help. 
can cure all our physical problems by thinking of it a little and doing the right thing. Because physically toxin, mentally sin. That's all. The sins and toxins. The worst sin is leading a selfish life. And the toxin, anything that comes by the way of your food, drink and air. So let your food be clean without any toxins. Let your water be clean without any toxins. Without any fermentation. Fermentation is meant to ferment. Anything that ferments becomes acid. Yes. Even if you eat good food and if it stays there in the stomach too long, it ferments. When it ferments, it becomes acid. The acid spoils the blood produces gas, fermentation. The gas raises up, pushes the diaphragm. Their heart pumps more, difficulty. Diet alone can cure so much. So we don't need to go to use any other acid from outside to get acid heads. You don't need to ferment things outside. You can ferment here. This is a big fermentation pot. That's what you call practical yoga. Thanks for listening to this Integral Yoga Multimedia Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe. For more information on Sri Swami Satchidananda and Integral Yoga, please visit us online at integralyoga.org.